Welcome to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Deacon, life balance coach for better adulting, martial artist, instructor, creative artist, wife, mother, and all-around person. Thank you for joining me on the show as we learn together how to make an impact through personal growth, responding to challenges, making choices, and learning more about our identity, belonging, and purpose. On to the show. Hello, fans. Welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Deacon, your instructor for the day. We have an episode for you called Outsourcing, and I love this one. I love talking about this because this is what I do. I am both the outsourcer and the outsourcee. Outsourcerer? Oh, I like that. Let's talk about me as an outsourcer. So (laughs) I have three children and I outsource them all the time. We're going to get into exactly what that means when I talk about outsourcing my children. But uh, listen, parents, we were never supposed to raise our children entirely on our own. Single parenting is hard. I know single parents. I appreciate you. I give you props. And I'm sure you also don't do it entirely alone. From the time I began working as a breastfeeding support volunteer throughout my postpartum doula business and running my own household and raising my own children, I've seen so many of us struggle to have it all, to do it all, and to be it all for our families and for our children especially, and especially mothers. And... You know I have a a soft spot in, in me for the mothers, but fathers feel it too, okay? There is this weight of responsibility on us. We need to raise them right. We need to make sure they're good humans. Their bad behavior reflects poorly on us, all of those things. Now, whether we had our amazing parents ourselves or maybe our own childhoods were less than ideal, regardless of where we came from, we parents... We are pushing ourselves harder and harder to get it right for the sake of our own kids. We know we're going to mess it up. We know it. We know we're going to mess it up. We know we're going to mess it up because that's what humans do. We mess things up from the very beginning. We mess things up. Won't get into that. We never want to admit that we need help or that we're falling short of our own expectations of ourselves. And this is also something that we do as humans. We don't want to admit that we need each other, especially if we've cultivated this illusion of control or authority, right? And as a parent, I mean, come on. Who's a bigger authority? So when the words of wisdom circulate around and around and around about, hey, we need to just show up messy. It takes courage to be vulnerable. Let your kids see you fail. I know I, a lot of time, personally feel even more discouraged when I hear things like that because I still find it difficult to allow myself to be that flawed, 
imperfect human being in front of people, especially in front of my husband and my children. I have to be mom. I have to be the rock. I have to be right. I have to do everything. I have to be the one who creates the safe space and the well-adjusted family. Okay. I tell myself this. I need to be the one who's safe, the one who's always there, the rock, the glue that holds us all together. I don't have time to feel upset, to feel frustrated, to be sad or to cry. There's too much to do. And if I don't do it, who will? It'll never get done. Or worse, if I don't do it, someone else might. And then I'll miss out on the opportunity to show how valuable and how necessary I am. Ooh. Listen, I love serving my my children and my family. It's a huge, huge part of my purpose and my calling. So I really do appreciate doing things to support the people I love. And it breaks my heart a little bit when I force myself to give them the space to do things on their own or find other ways to get what they need. And they actually do it. <laughs> um, because they won't always have me. So I know I need to teach them to care for themselves and to be independent and strong and, you know, out on their own productive contributing members of society. I know. And when they actually step up to my invitation for them to to do their own stuff, to handle their own stuff, it's it's hard it's hard because it's a letting go and it, there's a grieving process that comes along with it because i know they won't always need me i will i'll always need me and part of honoring myself as a parent and you honoring yourself especially if you're a mother is that letting go letting go of our kids little by little we let our children go as early as their birth. When we reluctantly hand them over to our partner, spouse, a parent, other relatives or friends so that they can share the joy and connection of welcoming a new life into their own, into our own. We send our kids to daycare, to school. We entrust them to teachers, sports coaches, camp counselors, church leaders, as well as other family members, friends, babysitters. We let them go inch by inch, and we try to trust that we have made good enough choices for them, that they're going out equipped to make good choices of their own, those choices about who they are and who they will allow into their lives. Some of the influential people in our children's lives are people that we parents intentionally choose for them. Now, as they become tweens and teenagers, we lose a little bit of that privilege of choice, of choosing their people. They're more influenced by their peers than by the adults, yet they do still look to adults for direction, for guidance, and su support, and help. It matters just as much now when they're teens and tweens, if not more. 
as it did when we handed our precious little baby over to a nanny, a nurse, or to their preschool teacher. <laughs> now, how how will we outsource our teenagers' hearts and minds? That has an impact on who they become. Our own engagement as parents, it continues to be a huge factor, of course, even through these years when they begin to pull away from us, to push back against us, to resist our authority, question it. But things like family dinner and open communication have been proven to improve outcomes for at-risk youth. So eat dinner together, even if it's just a couple times a week. We shouldn't stop doing these things that pour our love into our children's lives, even though they start looking like adults. We do need to understand that they won't necessarily want or take our advice like they used to, and they may even reject it outright. But it's important that they hear it. And these days, I know my voice is definitely not the loudest, especially with my oldest, my teenager. It's, I know, it's the very, very first one that gets tuned out. And I've seen the evidence, but it is still important that we continue to speak, to speak love, to speak encouragement, to speak support into them. Because even if they don't want to receive it, they need to know that it's still there. As I let go of my own children more and more, I'm considering exactly how I continue to intentionally outsource their guidance. I've done this for years, intentionally outsourcing, like I said, to teachers, other parents, friends, family. And I have this understanding and awareness of the importance right now. That it's, that it's really important for them to have these voices of authority, examples that I can trust to be in line with my own values, with the values of our family. And even though I am a professional teen life coach, <laughs> my own teenager wouldn't necessarily buy into it, <laughs> into everything that I'm doing. There are ways I just can't get through to my own teen for the pure fact that I'm always going to be mom first with all the weight that carries and with all the weight it doesn't through their teenage years. There's a great quote um, by Josh Shipp, and he wrote the book, The Grown-Up's Guide to Teenage Humans. And it's a really powerful book. And I, I highly, highly recommend that book if you are an influential person in a teenager's life. The main quote he has all over all of his stuff is every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. You never know now that we are, I mean, we parents are officially in full-blown adulting territory ourselves. We can be that one caring adult that encourages the success of the future generation and if you have teenagers, if you're parenting a teenager, how are you outsourcing them? Is it intentional or by default? Are you just trusting that you've done all you can do and now it's their turn to go out and make their own decisions about who they allow into their lives? Or are you still being intentional? 
Are you encouraging them to join that sports team or activity that lets their values be known and talks about how they apply their different values into their teaching or coaching? Are you enrolling them in certain classes that you know the grownups around them are going to be pouring into them and encouraging them instead of punishing and disciplining them like all the time? Because I I hear this, that there are still kind of old school teachers out there that need obedience in their classroom more than independence and confidence and courage um, that they reward sitting down and shutting up more than they reward curiosity and questioning. So who are your children's teachers? Do you know them? Do you know the parents of your students, of your, of your teenagers' friends? These are important things. Do you have a faith community, a spiritual community, a a homeschooling community, a group that has adults that invest in kids that, that they're passion is in inspiring and influencing, guiding and leading the next generation. Find those people. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a relative. Find those people. Personally, we have a strong church network. We have our martial arts community. And my oldest has ventured into school athletics for the first time in high school. And what that's given him is this positive group of peers and and a couple of coaches that are really strong and firm in their values, in teaching values to the team. Yeah, they want to win and they want to see their, their athletic performance improve. And what's really important to them is encouraging the people, the, the young people that they're building through this team. These are all people who are living purposeful lives in alignment with our own values. The people I want in my children's lives are people who can challenge them to be their very best selves. I know that I can trust these other adults. I can trust the teens, the peers that they choose, their families and these organizations. I I vetted them. I know I can trust them. I can trust the way that they pour into my kids is the way they would want somebody else to pour into their own kids. And these mentors and teachers and friends and family members, fellow parents, they're all part of that village. They tell us it takes to raise a family. Now, maybe you haven't heard about it in a few years because actually the elementary school does a really good job, at least in my world, of creating that village. You talk to parents on the playground and, you know, you have to organize the play dates so you're real more conscious. You're a lot more conscious of building that community, that village. There's rides to organize and after school care and before school care and babysitters and and all of the things when they're in that sort of elementary age. But when they become teenagers, I think the village is even more important. And maybe just as important as it is when they're babies, because man raising littles is super hard and you do need that village. So tap into it again, because, you know, maybe the village you created when you were a brand new parent, maybe it's still around and odds are 
that village is also entering into the teenage realm as well. So supporting each other then reconnecting with those friends, those people that, that helped you and supported you when you had your newborn or toddler or preschooler at home, that is something that maybe would be beneficial for you to do, to find those groups, because it can feel isolating disheartening, not to mention stressful when you believe you have to have all the answers yourself, especially when you have a teenager in your house who's challenging every single one of them. It's really hard if you believe you need to be the one to solve all the problems. As a parent, like I said, I know it can even break your heart when you feel like your child is seeking out guidance that you could give them. And seeking, they're seeking it out from anyone and anywhere else besides mom or dad. And this is normal. They have to do this <laughs> as part of the process. And the thing is, if you've invested in building a strong values-based community around you, you can trust that the people they're seeking out are going to be people who will guide them just as well, if not better than you can do yourself. If you haven't or worry that you haven't put in place this kind of values-based community, then I invite you to start now because it's not too late. And if you're looking to expand your community of influential adults or your teenager, young adult child, reach out to me. I'm here. You can find me on social media at Sarah Deacon Coach. And you can find me online at sarahdeacon.com. <laughs> Sign up for my emails. Get in touch with me through the form on my website. I would be happy to, to talk to you about how to be intentional about building a, an adult so support structure for your teenager. I think, as as you've heard, I think it's really important to surround yourself with with that village and those positive people, the adults that the, your teenagers, they still know they need, even if they won't admit it, they know they need them. And even if it doesn't come directly from you, you can still, there are still ways to stay connected, to, to hang on for the ride of these challenging years as they figure out who they are and as you figure out as their parent who you are in this next season of life as they enter into adulthood as you enter into a new level of parenting a new approach to your relationship new ways to communicate there's all sorts of things at play and if you want support, if you need support, if you're looking for support, if you didn't even realize that you need support, but now you do, that's what I'm here for. That's what I do. So thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Deacon, the adulting coach. When your teenagers need motivation or direction, it's my job to inspire them to play in their passion so they get excited about adulting. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.